Seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. If we can encourage slaves to leave the southern lines and come to our lines, we will reduce their capacity to make And it also comported with his own wish to see all men everywhere free. In an office of the War Department, Lincoln asked for some paper, saying he wanted to write something special. He then sat down and began writing the Emancipation Proclamation. He would look out the window a while, then put down a line or two, and then sit quiet for a few minutes. Major Thomas Eckert. War Department. Lincoln wrote this way for several weeks, adding and revising each day, asking Major Eckert to keep it under lock and key. By late July, Lincoln was ready to show it to his cabinet. The proclamation said that in any state still in rebellion by the start of 1863, all slaves would be declared forever free. Lincoln was careful not to upset the slaveholding border states. The proclamation did not free slaves in Union-held areas, but it did encourage Southern slaves to flee the plantations. 
was as brilliant a public relations strategist as he was a political and military strategist. And he wanted that emancipation to be couched for the American people in terms of saving the Union. Because he knew that issuing it as a gesture toward eventual equality or certainly toward abolition. All right, guys, a very early good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Juneteenth, 2020. We are about to get into a very special, special day, a very special celebrated day. Uh, It's the day that um, a lot of slaves were emancipated. And we're going to get into the story. I'm going to say some things that I've researched and we're going to talk a little bit about the significance of Juneteenth and what this special day means to people of African descent and what this special day should mean to people of African descent going forward and why we should celebrate and why we should be honored that Abraham Lincoln and all of those who made the sacrifice to make sure that these slaves were freed made the sacrifices that they made and how our honor and our respect for those decisions should last forever. Um, I want to go ahead and start with why, what, where did Juneteenth come from? Um, on June 19th, 1862, Lincoln signed legislation prohibiting slavery in federal territories. This action fact effectively nullified the infamous 1857 Dred Scott decision, which held that African Americans could not be citizens or had no standing to bring suit in federal court and were better off as slaves. The Chief Justice Robert B. Taney, a Marylander and slave owner, stated in his own opinion, they had for more than a century before had regarded as being of inferior order and altogether unfit to associate with the white race, either in social or political regulations, excuse me, relations, and so far inferior that they had no rights, which the white man was bound to respect, and that the Negro might justifly, just, just, justly and lawfully be reduced to slavery for his benefit. See, this was the same logic that lay behind the construction of the Confederate nation based on white supremacy and racial slavery. The bill Lincoln signed 156 years ago rejected the version of the government and instead guaranteed freedom. The only place Congress could do at the time, the only, uh, excuse me, the only place Congress could do at the time in American territories. Now, um, I implore you guys to go look up the Dred Scott decision where uh, Dred Scott's master was taking him different places with him. And he would take Dred Scott into free, free cities where the slaves were free. So when Dred Scott found this out, Dred Scott went to, you know, uh, local supreme local officials trying to plead his case that if he goes into free territory, he should be free. So the next time his master brings him into a free territory, he should be free. But as you heard me just read that 
they don't respect they didn't respect the fact that he even wanted freedom that slavery was the best thing for him that he should not want freedom and or 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 people white people should not even grant him freedom because slavery is best for him that's best fit for him as a person of african descent to be a slave and not to be a free man regardless of whether or not he is entering into free uh, territory or not so June 19, 1862, Lincoln bans the slavery in federal states. Now, these, now this is not banned everywhere, and Lincoln has not written the Emancipation Proclamation yet. That wasn't released until January 1st, excuse me, of 1863. That's when all the Southern slaves were basically, you know, given the, given their freedom, and this has not reached everywhere yet. Um, the cornerstone speech on June 19th, 1865, Sleeves in Texas. Now, excuse me, this brings us to June 19th, 1865, right, guys? Okay, June 19th, 1865, the Sleeves in Texas are told they are free, but the slaves were already free, as we just said, in 1863. So two years later, the Texas the Texas slaves find out that they are free. Um, it came from a general. I forgot the general's name. Excuse me. Went into Texas and said, "Hey, you know, basically, you guys are free. You know, what are they? What are these guys still doing here? Never mind the fact, you know, Texas, the uh, the uh, the Confederates who was still in charge of Texas was not giving their slaves any information. Of course, we didn't have the internet back then. You couldn't log on to Facebook and find out, hey, I'm a, I'm not a slave no more. You know, this had to come from um, either by somebody on horse. I know you all heard the song about uh, the guy during the Revolutionary period when he had to go around on his horse riding uh taking the messages and going to different places the song is not coming to me right now guys excuse me but you know who i'm talking about this guy went from place to place you know telling uh telling people that the red coats are coming the red coats are coming that's basically how they get the did they mail back then or you know let's <laughs> let's jump out the window and say we didn't have a carrier pigeon to fly to Texas and land in a plantation and say, "Hey, you guys are free to go now." That's not what that's not what we're talking about here. But um, on June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five, this is when the Texas slaves found out they were free, and they celebrated and they had a really big celebration. You know, they were happy, joyous. You know, I can just imagine what that day was like to find out that you no longer have to pick cotton. You know, you no longer have to stand in the sun. Your women no longer have to be raped. Your men no longer have to be sodomized, have to be hung, you know, uh, uh, by these property owners anyway, because once they were no longer slaves, you know, you still had, you know, hatred out there. You still had uh, vicious, vicious intent towards people of African descent or black people back then was still still prominent so it wasn't like hey you guys are free we're going to leave you alone no it was you guys are free now we're going to figure out a way 
to still kick your ass and, you know, bring detriment and, and you know, destitute and anger and frustration of you being released. We're going to still find a way to uh, deliver that to you guys. Hence the start of the KKK. That's another conversation. Um, we'll, we'll save that for another time, but hence the start of the KKK. Okay. Uh, the slaves never found out about being free. And due to due to their masters keeping them uninformed. Now that also the slaves in Texas did not find out about this until after Lincoln was dead. And I figured I figured I'll put that in I got notes here. I figured I'll put that, you know, put that out there. It's like Lincoln was already in his grave. He had already been assassinated a couple of months before these Texas slaves found out that they were free. You know, so even if they wanted to thank Lincoln, they couldn't even thank him. You know, he was already had died. Lincoln was assassinated, if you don't know, by John Wilkes Booth. If you want to, you know, do a little research on that, you know, came into a theater, shot Lincoln in the back of the head, jumped off the balcony, broke his knee, and they found him somewhere hiding in the uh hiding in a in a barn or something like that. Go do go do the, the research yourself. But uh you know, these John Wilkes Booth was of course he went to Confederates, you know, guys are really pissed off that that Lincoln is freeing these slaves because you got to think, guys, if you don't already know or you know already, I'm basically preaching to the choir that slavery was like the economy back then. That was like they're booming. Everybody's making money off these slaves. So if you take these slaves away, they no longer making any money. You know, that's like breaking the economy right there. So you got to think taking away slavery is like taking away something that's prominent to us today. And that's how they looked at it. But we're talking about people. You know, you got to release these people. These people need to be freed. Hence the song I played in the beginning. You know, lay down a little, uh, uh, I, got, I don't have the lyrics with me, but let my people go. You know, we're down to Egypt. Let them go. You know, they no longer need to live in these conditions. They no longer need to be treated as they are treated. Now, as far as June 19th goes, and June 19th goes as being recognized, and people seeing June 19th as a holiday, which today is June is Juneteenth, as I'm making this podcast, like I said, once again, you know, uh, as we celebrating our independence. Now, when you say that, you take away from July 4th. Now, I'm not going to try to say I'm not patriotic. You know, I, I love July 4th and what it stands for. And I've always loved the 4th of July. But as you learn more about Juneteenth, you learn that people of African descent were not celebrating the 1st of July. They were not. July 4th is when America got its freedom from Britain during the Re- Revolutionary War. However, slaves were not free. Slaves didn't get their independence until Juneteenth of eighteen of eighteen sixty two is the first time that Lincoln got rid of slavery. The Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves in eighteen sixty three. But as like I said, as they say, a lot of the slave masters kept their slaves from reading, kept them uninformed, so they did not know that they were already free. So these ignorant uh slave owners kept them dormant for two years or however long it would have took before general decided hey let me walk in here and let these people know that they can leave now which is kind of crazy so as as of today 
uh, 48 states recognize Juneteenth as an as a um as a, as a holiday. Now, I just saw yesterday on Facebook that the city I come from, Jersey City, recognizes Juneteenth as a city uh, official holiday. Um, so, uh, oh, excuse me, guys. Um, it's, a, it's observed as a holiday in 48 states and five states that don't observe Juneteenth as a holiday are Hawaii, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Excuse me, that's four states. Hawaii, North Dakota, South Dakota. Looking at my notes here, guys. Excuse me. Oh, and uh, just last year, uh, 2019, Pennsylvania uh, started to recognize uh Juneteenth as a national holiday. Now let's think about that. The Gettysburg Address was given in Pennsylvania, in Gettysburg. If you guys didn't know that, you know anybody who lives in Gettysburg or you want to visit Gettysburg, that's actually where the Gettysburg Address was given. Was in Pennsylvania, so that's kind of funny that you know just last year they decided to celebrate uh, Juneteenth. Okay, but uh, Texas was the first state to make Juneteenth a holiday back in 1980. You know, so it, it it was celebrated, though, back in the 1800s. Um, the slaves always celebrated it. They always had cookouts. They had barbecues. If you think about that, they did the same things that we do on the 4th of July. They did that on Juneteenth. So the same things that we celebrate and we, we put together and we look forward to fireworks, you know, a celebration, uh, the music you hear, the, the excitement. Everything you hear about the 4th of July, these these slaves did that every Juneteenth because that was their independence day, as I, as I mentioned. Um, in 2018, the Senate passed the uh, a bill for the resolution um, recognizing Juneteenth and Independence Day as a national holiday. Now, they passed it, however... Uh, it was not approved. So they tried to make Juneteenth a national holiday, like everywhere, like the 4th of July, another Independence Day. But it's basically, I guess, it's sitting somewhere up in Congress somewhere because the House has not approved it yet. Um, a little bit more um, things that that go about. Um, I had a, a speech from Kennedy. Kennedy did a speech uh, uh, on Juneteenth of 1963. I implore you guys to go check that out. Juneteenth of 1964, Congress passed the Civil Rights Bill in the South. Now, if you guys didn't know that, you know, Lyndon B. Johnson basically passed that bill in commemoration to Kennedy, who was killed in 1963 in Texas. Of course, we know he was shot and assassinated, allegedly by, um, um, I forgot the guy's name, guys, it's not, it's not coming to me. Um, I think it's Charles Lee Ray. I believe that's his name. I don't think that's, I don't think that's his name. Um, uh, guys, don't, don't get me wrong. I should, I maybe should, should have, let me pull that up for you guys real quick. We're not going to do that. We ain't even going to do that. Let me pull that up for you guys real quick. All right, guys. Um, okay. 
Kennedy was allegedly assassinated. I'm saying allegedly for the conspiracy theorists who might try to jump onto me by Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, as Lee Harvey Oswald was on his way to being uh, convicted of the crime, he was killed by Jack Ruby. Uh, I, I implore you guys to look a little bit more into the Kennedy assassination, but Kennedy um, has seen so many different things happening to people of African descent as they still reached out for freedom and they marched peacefully. If you, I implore you guys to look up Bloody Sunday. Kennedy saw Bloody Sunday happen on TV. This happened in 1963 when Martin Luther King and a bunch of other people got together and they marched on Selma all the way to uh, the Montgomery capital. And they were attacked in Selma once they got across the bridge and Kennedy saw that he said, you know, he basically repeated Lincoln's speech to say that these people should not be treated this way. That these people, you know, should be treated as we are. We should be, they should be treated as humans. But once again, whites still view black people as nothing. You know, they, they still view them as just slaves. That's all they should be viewed as. They shouldn't be given no rights. They should be treated. They shouldn't be treated as we are. So then, when Kennedy was shot and killed, Lyndon B. Johnson, to Kennedy's, uh, you know, uh, commemor to commemorate Kennedy and to be a great, you know, follower and to be a great uh, vice president and to honor Kennedy's memory, he went ahead on June 19th, 1964, and he's, uh, he passed the civil and Congress passed the Civil Rights Bill. So as we see, June 19th is you know, following and doing and still coming along is still showing itself and uh, brandishing different uh, high mo high moments in history. You know, and that's a great thing for you. For I think for you guys to to know about that. Um, the first official celebration of Juneteenth, guys, like I, I was in the eighteen hundreds. It was actually in eighteen sixty six. That was the first official celebration. So the next year after these people found out that they were free, they had a celebration, you know, in 1866. And they had a celebration and then they kept on going. And um, now the first celebration that they had, they didn't, they wasn't calling it Juneteenth. They, these people, they first called it, it was called Immaculation, excuse me, Emancipation Day or Freedom Day is what they called it. It didn't officially get its name Juneteenth until the early 1900s. That's when it officially got the name Juneteenth. Now, on and on and on in history, you know, it was celebrated, but then by the time, you know, all of the stuff had started happening with civil rights and we get the Black Panther Party and we get Malcolm X and, we, you know, we get all the different things that's happening where we're fighting for our freedom in a different way. And we're, when we're fighting for our freedom like we're doing today, you know, uh, justice, justice for Ahmaud Arbery, justice for George Floyd, justice for Breonna Teller, justice for um, Rayshawn Brooks, you know, um, as we do, as we see all these these marches and these protests going on, we forget to celebrate because we're so angry and we're so mad about the different things that are taking place in America. And another reason why a lot of people of African descent stopped celebrating Juneteenth is because it seems unpatriotic. You're you're looked at as being unpatriotic if you're celebrating the independence of people, of black people. 
you shouldn't be looked at as being unpatriotic if you're celebrating the time that people were released from slavery. You, you understand that shouldn't be something we see it in the Bible where uh, we celebrate Moses all the time for going to Egypt and telling that Pharaoh to his face, let my people go. You know, understand we, that's celebrated in the Bible forever. So I believe this day, Juneteenth, should be celebrated. People shouldn't be afraid to celebrate this day, to talk about this day, to remember the, the sacrifices, remember the fights, you know, remember the things that people did. Remember uh, um, uh, Harriet Tugman and the things that she did, you know, freeing those slaves. Remember, learn about the Underground Railroad, learn about Sojourn the Truth. It's a sad thing that in the South, black people don't learn more, much about this, much about their history as we did up north. You know, when I was in Jersey City, New Jersey, we learned about our history all the time. Most of our schools up there are named after uh, people of African descent who fought during the civil rights time. Whitney M. Young, you understand, fought alongside my um, um uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Whitney M. Young is the, is the school I went to. Whitney M. Young Jr. School. PS15. Uh, one of the projects up there in Jersey City that a lot of my family members are from. Um, another one, one of my family members, uh, Louis Spears. He he had a he has a book out right now. One of the number one selling books on Amazon. Where he talks about uh, Booker T. Projects. The name of his book is uh, "You Are the Answer to the Problem." From Hood to Harvard and back again. Um, I, I implore you guys to go check that out. That's Lewis Spears. He comes from Booker T Projects. Now, Booker T Projects is from, of course, you know, Booker T Washington, who was a black man, who was a black, a black man uh, early on, who, you know, fought for a lot of different things, and a lot of injustices of black people uh, who also you know, was out there in the forefront of a lot of things happening in the early 1900s. Um, and I just learned about a, a new guy, too, uh, William Monroe. I forgot his, his last name, William Monroe. Once again, let me look that up for you guys. I'm not going to do that to you. Um, William William Monroe Trotter. Um, he was a William Monroe Trotter was a newspaper editor and a real estate businessman based in Boston. Boston. Um, he actually had a, a trial. It was him versus uh, when he had a, a trial versus. Let's come on, we're gonna, we're gonna look this up. Like I said, we're not, I'm not gonna do this to you guys. All right, William Trotter versus Birth of a Nation. Now, I have an employee, okay, it was William Trotter fought against D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation. Now, Birth of a Nation, I employ you guys to do some research about Birth of a Nation, was a movie that came out. Birth of a Nation came out. Uh, when did Birth of a Nation come out? We're going to do this research right here, guys, while you're on. All right. Birth of a Nation was released on February 8th, 1915. Now, Birth of a Nation was the first movie to be played in the White House. And the president at the time, 
liked the movie when he saw it. Now, I implore you guys to look up Birth of a Nation. We're not going to take away from Juneteenth by talking about Birth of a Nation. I implore you guys to go look up that. But William Monroe Trotter and uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, they both fought. They both uh, fought against the movie and they protest the movie because what because of what the movie showed so i implore you guys to go check that movie out and do your own research you do your own research about the uh, uh about the movie but guys we should celebrate juneteenth juneteenth should be should be celebrated it should be celebrated just like we celebrate the fourth of july it should be looked at as a national holiday, just as the 4th of July. We shouldn't be afraid to show our patriotism and to show our our respect for those people and the respect for the release of those slaves back then. We were no slave, we were no slaves no more. We're not slaves no more today. We're not, we weren't slaves back then. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, you know, have to stand back and be afraid to say, hey, we're going to celebrate this day and pe- have white people mad at us because of that, because we celebrate our first independence. We celebrate our independence after, you know, Juneteenth, which is July 4th of America being set free. So why can't we celebrate the independence of black people when they were set free from slavery? Reason why is because a lot of a lot of white people, when they hear about slavery, when a lot of white people hear about slavery, it's like it's not, it doesn't mean anything to them because it didn't happen to them. Slavery didn't happen to white people. That's the reason why it doesn't mean anything to them. Now, I'm not saying every white person or all white people, but because the ones who don't respect these these different things that we talk about, like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, is because it doesn't happen to them. And when something doesn't happen to you, you're less likely to respect it. You're less likely to see it as a problem and you're less likely to see it as an issue. It's almost like if you don't care about your neighbors and somebody break into their house, you're not going to call the cops because it's not your house. Now, once your house gets broken into, then you start to have some type of solidarity or you start to show some type of, uh, you know, compassion for what has happened because it's your house that was broken into now so yes but definitely juneteenth we should respect this day we should honor this day this day should be remembered every day um i got a a shirt that i created with the with the black flag on it it has juneteenth at the bottom is not the black flag is not a disrespect to the american red white and blue but it's basically it's black people it's a black and gray flag it's a it has you know the black is people the gray is like the dark moments and we rise up out of that and when you rise up out of something like smoke that you have you have uh smoke rising up out of the darkness so you get the black and gray and juneteenth at the bottom i'll put a link to that you know to purchasing that shirt if you guys want to go ahead and purchase that shirt uh today you know and honor juneteenth going forward just to have the shirt just to wear it throughout the summer and just keep the uh, commemoration of juneteenth going i hear on july 4th a lot of people are pushing to wear all black you know, to honor Black Lives Matter. I really like that the movement is getting the attention that uh, is so, so um, desperately deserved. And a lot of racial injustice is being um, given out in America. We see Aunt Jemima will be changing their name. The syrup will be changing his name and they'll be changing the picture. I believe they're going to change Uncle Ben as well. So 
as you guys do a little history on Uncle Ben, um, the people who actually, the, uh, the guy who was the artist who did the picture of Uncle Ben, he also did the picture of the guy on the Quick Oats box. So I implore you guys to do some to do some research about that. I implore you guys to do some research about that on your own and, you know, find these different things out about about it. You know, I always implore you guys to do research. You know, don't just listen to this podcast Don't listen to any podcast or anybody who gives out information. Still do your research. Still go out there and try to find different things on your own and find out what's going on about what's happening about what's happening but like i said guys happy juneteenth happy freedom day happy emancipation day whatever you want to call it i want to thank you guys for listening to the relationship stuff one-on-one podcast once again here on this juneteenth 2020 you guys have a great rest of your uh juneteenth a great rest of your weekend and i'm gonna go ahead and sign out as I always do. I've been your host here, Henderson, on this June team 2020. This is Relationship Stuff 101's podcast. And as always, with my understanding, compared to you, with your understanding, we could create a greater understanding. Y'all have a great rest of y'all June team and a great rest of y'all weekend and a great summer. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Once again, um, I want to welcome you to Relationship Stuff 101. I'm coming in here to I couldn't edit the whole uh, broadcast that I did this morning. I didn't want to edit it. I was just going to add in this little segment here. I gave a little false information inside of the segment about Bloody Sunday, which I said Bloody Sunday happened uh, in 1963, and that uh, Kennedy actually got to see Bloody Sunday. Kennedy had already died when Bloody Sunday happened. Bloody Sunday actually happened on March 7th, 1965. When 600 civil uh, civil rights marchers marched uh, through Selma, and uh, they encountered uh, law enforcement, in which law enforcement um, beat them severely, you know, and causing a a mass demonstration of violence and a mass demonstration of uh, disrespect to these people as they marched peacefully. This was actually caught on live TV. So the president at the time, who actually got to see this court on live TV was Lyndon B. Johnson. And I'm sure that that had to suck, you know, that he actually gave these people, you know, civil rights just to see their civil rights stripped away from them on such a bloody day. Um, I implore you guys to do a little bit more research on Bloody Sunday. Excuse me for putting that false information inside the podcast. You guys go ahead back and enjoy it. And I'll catch you on the next video. Excuse me, the next podcast. Thank you.